I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bits of Gold, episode 114. Today's episode is all about putting you and your health first and living your best life. Welcome back to another episode of the Bits of Gold podcast. If you are new to Bits of Gold, first off, welcome. I'm so glad you were here. Second, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. More subscribers help attract more incredible guests to help better serve you with amazing content on how to live with purpose. Now let's get to it. Where do you prioritize yourself in your life? Are you your own number one priority? Or do you find yourself putting yourself second, third, or maybe even fourth on your priority list? Do you put your work, your friends, your family ahead of you? Or when you wake up in the morning, are you putting yourself first? Because today's episode is all about the profound impact putting yourself first can have in your life. Now, don't get me wrong. At times, you might have to put others ahead of you. There might be small moments here or there where you have to put others' needs first, where you might have to put your work first. But it's important to recognize that that can't become a habit. It's important to recognize how much better your quality of life can be if you put yourself first. Now, it might sound selfish, but it's really not. Rather, it's ensuring that you are taking care of yourself. It's ensuring that you always are at your best so you could show up and be your best self for those you love. Today, my guest is serial entrepreneur and founder and CEO of I1 Organics, Mark Samuel. Mark has 17 years of startup experience and currently is building a plant-based food company that makes bold flavor-infused snacks and cereal made from plant proteins like peas, beans, and brown rice, and their mission is to help others with their health and nutrition journey. You can find them in over 5,000 stores, and I eat their snacks and cereals all the time, and they are freaking delicious. So check them out at iwantorganics.com. In this episode, there are tons of bits of gold that we pull from Mark's journey as an entrepreneur. He shares his lessons on failure, the importance of just going for it, and most importantly, the power of putting yourself first. And now let's welcome Mark to the show. Mark, welcome welcome to the show. So pumped to have you on today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So I've been following you on LinkedIn for some time. I've been eating your products now for some time as well. I want organics. Absolutely delicious stuff. I'd love if maybe you could just kick this one off by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and we'll take it from there. Sure. Mark Samuel, founder of I1 Organics. Uh, we make organic plant-based snacks. We started in 2016, but we really got going in 2018 when we discovered our extruded snacks, which is the puffs and the sticks that most people know us for. I live a uh, health and wellness lifestyle. I'm in two kids. And I'm on my way to our factory right now as we speak. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, you know, I know, and we'll get into it. I know that you've become quite well known on LinkedIn. I would say as like a health focused, health first person, health first individual. Were you always that way? Yeah, no, I've lived a healthy lifestyle for 20 years. So it's nice. I mean, utilize the platform to really talk on things that I'm, I'm passionate about. And one of them is health and wellness. So that's kind of why uh, a lot of people see my focus is set with that. Mm. Let's go back to the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey. 
you know, I know that you've been involved in numerous businesses. When you first finished school, were you always just like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur? Or did you ever think, did you have a regular job? I'm curious about the beginning of your journey. I knew that I'd always do something for myself, I guess. I didn't know really what the term was then. I still don't don't know if I always fall into those sort of the cliches that people have about being an entrepreneur, you know, being a founder and all that. It is what it is. The first um, couple positions I had were working for other companies. That was for about a year and a half, two years. And I was just learning the processes of one particular arena, which was at that time, real estate finance, knowing that I was going to go open up my own firm, which is what we eventually did. But I knew that I needed to get the chops. I needed to really learn about the business. And so that's kind of how I started what I consider my career. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I saw on LinkedIn the other day, you made a post around 17 years being a founder, eight different companies, more losses than wins. It's brutal sometimes. You know, I know that was kind of like the the start of your post. I'm curious, what's been the most difficult part along the way on your journey as an entrepreneur? It sucks. I mean, it, it sucks sometimes. I hope I'm not like, you know, too definitive about it. I don't know of another way to describe it. You know, I don't read enough books to use a better word. It's a really tough gig. And right now it's really, really tough. Money is very tight. Uh, access to capital is very, very difficult. Retail is, is sort of flatlining in areas. We're a premium brand right in the face of what really is about to be a full-blown recession. And so how else would I describe it? It's very, very tough. You know, having or being in the face of failure is impactful. It, it hurts your body, your mind, and your soul. And so I really don't know any other way. I feel am energetic and, and get up in the morning because I'm excited about the opportunities we have in front of us. But there's a lot of obstacles that really set the tone for your week. And again, it's it's not not all excitement and or good news like some may read or hear about when they see headlines. Mm. Yeah, you know, I've always said the highs are so high, but the lows are so low. Just a little bit before this, actually, I was with a first time founder and she was showing me our product. She's been using TikTok to grow her business and went viral. She did 100,000 in sales over a weekend. And it made me reminisce a little bit about my early days as an entrepreneur, just how exciting it is on that journey. You know, like it's absolutely, like you said, it, it's a grind and it can suck. But personally, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. As she's telling me about her business, it really made me think about the grind and the suck is sometimes I think what people are attracted to, or in some ways it's, it's kind of the exciting part. I'm curious if you relate to that. I feel like a lot of times when sort of all systems are working efficiently and there's there aren't those problems to put out or those fires to to put out sometimes the business might feel a little bit boring i don't know if i'd go that far <laughs> i'd much rather not have fires to put out i'd much rather wake up to you know a good email i would say there's something to be said about the personality and the makeup of the individual who is content or okay with all the disruption right that's what a uh, again, I'm going to use these terms of founder, true founder and entrepreneur has to be cut with. They have to be okay with disruption, with constant instability and always being able to be optimistic in the face of nothing. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to state that 
being optimistic when there's nothing to be optimistic about. <laughs> and so the real ones out there, they'll understand that they'll, they'll, they would listen to that and be like, yeah, that's me. You know, the real ones. And, and I don't know what it means to not be meaning somebody who really doesn't get it. I do know there's a lot of people that should not be doing this. Mm. Uh, and I don't say that in a bad way or be negative or get the faith, get in the way of somebody's dreams. It's just, you know, if you know, you know, if you're cut to do this, when somebody has that sentiment or says something like that, it strikes a chord a little bit different. Absolutely. All, all makes sense. You've been a founder for 17 years, eight different companies along the way. How did you choose which business to focus on? Well, Again, I, I've lost more than I've won, but the few that I had some some decent success with, it was just you know we were I cash flowing and the business was doing well and I was being paid well and you know that to me is a success. And then having the ability to go do something else to say, all right, I had my go at that, it didn't fail, and I'm on to the next thing. You know, there's never been some massive liquidity event in my career. That's just the way it is, and. One day, maybe that may be, and one day it might not. I'm okay with that. I do know that I definitely want to have a, another at that or two. I don't know when it might be, because if it's not, I won that, that really is the big success story. It might be something else. I hope it is. I hope it's I won because I love what I do. I love this health and wellness platform we're building, and I hope I can hang out for many, many years and create something really beautiful. But you also have to be in the mindset that something may not work. And maybe if God's will and, and others support me, I might have another crack at doing something else. And, and maybe that will be the big win. You know, you just don't know. Mm. In terms of your own decision making process to choose to start a business or dive deeper into a business, how did you go about figuring that out? Because I know you started in real estate, you had a gym, and then you had a product based business in the fitness space. And obviously now I want organics. You know, you might hear some things from time to time. There's a lot of people who say, lean into your passion. Other people say, focus on what you're good at. How does that sit with you? And like, how do you go about making decisions in, in regards to which business to focus on? I like where I'm at right now. It's a mix of, of all these things, including the, you know, the, the 17 years of getting beat up, right? So I bring in some experience, which is really helpful. It's why I'm really adamant about, think, you know, certain statements like, I can't wait to see where I'm at in 10 years, God willing. If I'm around for 10 more years and I'm still, you know, taking swings at that, I really do believe I will be in a better position to be more successful. Yeah. And, and that, I'm not talking monetarily. I'm just talking about operating a business and knowing how to make the proper moves, right? Being less in the face of obstacles and more in the face of wins and positioning the business to do that. So moving that aside, there's this idea of following your passion. Well, that's great. Like for me, I'm building a health and wellness platform. I live this life. Like there's nothing more North Star than what we're doing right now for me. And so, again, it's just the timing and, and position of where we're at and what we're building. I am really lucky. So all these things are falling into place. But that doesn't mean I'm good at what we're doing. I mean, I might just be a horrible brand builder. I might not know how to manage people. And so... It goes to that where your question is about following your passion. Let's say somebody was really passionate about exercise. They're just in there training every day. They've been doing it for many years. Their nutrition's dialed in. They love everything about it. They may be a horrible trainer. Mm. They may be horrible 
at operating a business, whereas they could never open a gym because they don't understand how to manage it. There's an alignment issue there when people say, follow your passion. You may be passionate about something, but you may suck at it (laughs) when it comes to operating a business that has to do with it. So keep that in mind when there's a lot of that that sort of wordplay going around. How would you say you know if you're not good at something? And because, you know, I think a lot of people maybe they're, they are very passionate about the thing, but the mentality might be, if I just keep trying, I'll get better, I'll get better, and this will take shape or this will become something. How do you actually know if you actually suck at something? Is that just you think you have to have the self-awareness and be honest with yourself? Yes. That may come early for somebody, a real mature individual, or it comes later. I still learn things about myself today. I'm Mm. 43 years old, right? And um, I could just drop a few highlights now, like money management. You know, you may think that you're great at operating and you understand your P&L, but you burn cash. And it's because even though you want to eliminate expenses, you're just a spender. You just always make an excuse for why you should spend. And that just makes you really sucky at that. Doesn't mean you're a horrible business owner or an operator. You just should be aware that you suck at it and you might need somebody to take over that piece of the business and tell you what to do. Yeah, You could could be the CEO all you want, but you might need to have mommy or daddy in there to tell you, no, you are not buying this, right? So that's one. The second thing is where you can understand where you may be good. I don't give pats on my back for anything. But I feel like I'm a pretty good manager. And what I mean by that is I'm good with people. And then you would go, well, how do you know? Well, I've always had businesses, or at least in my experience of operating businesses, had people hang out with me and be on our team from the get-go until I'm basically done. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I have the same team from the beginning. And that is not cannot be said for many companies. Like a lot of people leave. And a lot of it is because of management. Again, I'm not saying I'm the greatest. I'm just saying I can at least be into perspective and look at what are the things that I feel like I'm good at and then lean into those. And the things I'm not, you've got to be self-aware and start getting people to help you with those things. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about shutting down or winding down a business or moving forward when you're done with a business. I'm curious in your case, you know, you've been involved in numerous businesses. Did you ever have the thought of, hey, I can leave this business going. It seems like it's in an okay place or a good enough place or a great place. And I'm going to start tinkering with this new concept, this new idea. Is that normally what it's been like for you? And then when the other business became more exciting or in a better place, you sort of jump ship or I'm just curious as it relates to balancing someone, especially like you, who's a serial entrepreneur who loves building these businesses What's been your thought process around uh, transitioning out of a business, I suppose? I was lucky with a few whereas there was another person and or, or really a co-founder or somebody else who was helping to operate. And there was a big enough team that it could do its thing without me. So it was in those instances where I was able to go and do something else. It was never really tinkering with something else while doing it, really other than the most recent thing, which was having a bad company in in the sports arena uh, category, it was meal management category, and then starting this food company. I had started the food company because I realized that at some point, the bad company was 
going to be no longer, or at least that we were going to have to sell off the assets and it was not going to be some major success story. And so I started working on the snack company in tandem. And then that's exactly what I did was fully transition out after selling the assets of the back company and move into the, into the food company. Makes sense. So I read on your LinkedIn once you re- you wrote, failure is an asset. Can you just talk about that and your viewpoint or stance on failure? You have to go through all these wars to really understand what it's like to operate a business and, and, and have mindful discussions about where you're going and why you're going there. You know, if you've ever talked to somebody who's been through it and they're transparent enough and they maybe also have gone through failures, maybe before successes or maybe they never had a success. The ones that communicate well with what had happened and why it happened, you can learn a lot from. And eventually it becomes you when you've done it enough. Right. I do think people come to me and they do. They come to me for Q&A, overall advice and the like. I think because they know they're going to get some experience offered to them. I think they know they're going to get some transparency, which sometimes is not the greatest thing. And what I mean by that is I'm really honest. You know, I, I've often left, especially in the CPG space, I've left a few conversations, even as recent, where I've had to end it by saying, I don't mean to sound pessimistic, but I'm just telling you exactly what this is, right? Mm. Because I don't want you to go get mommy's $10,000. It's not a good idea. Like, I'm okay to tell somebody that, or at least offer up my full experience, especially of what's happening right now, to help guide them. But I'll never again, I'll never get in space of somebody's dream, of somebody were so adamant. I'm not going to poo-poo on that, right? Yeah. But I am going to give you real-world experience, and that's that. I feel like failure still very much is shied away. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. From at least talking about it and people being actually truly being authentic about their past failures. You know, I feel like so many people just share their and flex their wins and the big W's. But I think that's why a lot of people don't actually jump at their dreams or maybe they don't take that big leap of and and chase after the thing they really want in life because they're they're scared of failure. And I think if the dialogue changed a little bit, maybe more people would take that jump. I'll give you better perspective. Why? Those people that you're worried about, what they're going to think of you, they don't give a shit about you. <laughs> and you shouldn't give a shit about them. It's so simple, right? As the community that I've been able to build on LinkedIn, which I'm so, I'm so excited about, like, like I'm so happy about it because I feel as though a lot of stuff is resonating because I'm just telling a story. I'm telling a real story, right? And a lot of it has nothing to do with wins. If anything, there's a lot of losses being offered here. 
if I if I one day had to say like ah we didn't make it like could you imagine you think somebody somebody's going to be like thinking about that or or, or, or like being long winded about about my loss if anything I'm probably going to get a lot of people who are going to be encouraging me to get back out there and go after it again and those few people who are being haters about it maybe have been waiting for me to lose right guess what fuck you right <laughs> i i don't care like like could you imagine if, if somebody were sitting there waiting in the wings waiting for me to lose you gotta be a real psychopath you gotta be yeah, well you just gotta be in a bad place on your own i have real empathy for those people like truly do because you gotta be in a really bad place to want somebody else to lose i want to separate the fact that if it was a character thing you know what? If you didn't like somebody because you didn't like their character, you found out they're untrustworthy. Like they they stole your girlfriend. Like fine, that's okay. You cannot like that person. But like, if you have no true, real reason to want somebody to lose, that's your problem, not theirs. That's a, a quick take for you on that. Mm. What would you tell someone? You know, I know you, you already shared some bits of gold there, but what would you tell someone who's like really itching to try to go for it? but they're scared of failure. What would be your words of encouragement to go for it? I really wouldn't. I don't really like that raw, raw stuff, man. Mm. I, I'm not all big. I know I jokingly say like, I don't do the let's go and friggin' rocket emojis and stuff like that. I, <laughs> more power to everybody that does it. I, I say that jokingly because I like positivity when it's directed, you know, the right way, but not with stuff like this. I mean, if you're excited about doing something, I think you should look into it. You know, really, really cross the T's and decide, is this for me? Should I do it? And if you get over that hump, you know, when you're ready to jump the fence, do it. That's where I'd say do it then. Can you get a little bit of, you know, liquidity? Like, you, you know, are you really ready to, to take on a little bit? Or maybe you don't need to take on any liquidity. You can start at a farm. I'm just talking about something consumer related, right? Start at a farmer's market. Go earn $500 and buy 500 worth of product and go sell it and see if you can make 1000 like that, there's a method there. But so I won't get in the way of somebody who's really excited about something they want to do. I also won't give them some false hope about what it looks like around the corner. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. I want to just emphasize and discuss a little bit about how you put your health first and how that's impacted or maybe even transcended your life. You know, it sounds like fitness has always been a huge part of your life, but I know that you've consistently put out on LinkedIn that you've continued to put more into the bucket of health first, health first, making sure you feel your, your best self first. Can you share a little bit about what your morning routine looks like, what your daily routine looks like to feel your absolute best self? I'll give you my most recent because over the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about this. I don't touch my phone anymore. I used to wait a little bit, but I'm in a new routine of not touching my phone for two hours for the first two hours of the morning. I think that's huge and really impactful that I want people to take away. But I could talk about that later, meaning no emails, none of that stuff, no social media, none of it. Get grounded with the earth and get your workout on. So I've always got up early and I go downstairs, I uh, get a little electrolytes in, get a pre-workout in, and then I'm in my garage working out. So, you know, I get outside, get my warm-up on outside, talk to the earth a little bit, right? Soaking a little bit of that energy. Um, and then I'm in my garage working out. So um, that's what I do. That's how I start my day. And I would say exercise and physical fitness has saved my life. That's why I talk on it and talk on it the way that I, that I do. I have always had mental health 
problems and issues. Sort of, um, I have been off in that realm. Um, and again, so, somebody who, who listens to this and understands will go, I know what he's talking about. Anxiety, depression, and things like that. So health and wellness has saved my life. And I mean literally. So I cannot go a day without physical fitness um, or else I'm off. Biologically, I'm off. And again, somebody who understands and experiences this type of thing will understand that when I say it. It's those types of things I have to lead with that. And I'll frame it as I take health first. It's my number one priority over everything and everybody. Then they go, wait, you have kids. And I go, yes, of course. It is still my number one priority. It is over everybody and everything. And it's because if I cannot take care of myself and I am not healthy, both mentally and physically, I can't take care of anybody else. And so that's how important it is to me. It makes a lot of sense. What about your nutrition? I'm a big believer in whole foods. 97% of what I consume is whole foods. Proteins, fats, carbohydrates from mostly whole foods. I eat a lot of a lot of meat and I still eat some plant stuff. It's the only thing actually from a supplement form that I take in is some a plant protein. That's really for time in the morning with a shake that I have. I'm a big believer in balanced nutritional profiles when eating foods and eating mostly whole foods when doing so. Did you always work out first thing in the morning or did that used to be like an evening thing or an afternoon thing? I'm just curious in regards to how you place that in your life first thing in the morning. Yeah, I, it always just, it always fit better for me. Just, I guess time-wise, but also I'm not balanced if I don't have the workout in the morning. I'm low, I'm down, mentally down. So I need those endorphins early and first to get me back to what I would consider a, a balanced level. I can relate to that one so much. If I don't work out first thing, like if I don't work out first thing in the morning, I feel noticeably different on the days that I don't. And just like I'm more lethargic, my brain's operating more slowly, I have less patience, I get frustrated way more easily. So I could really resonate with that one. What about alcohol? I know, you know, you've posted a lot about becoming more life since giving up alcohol. I'd love if we could talk a little bit about that as well. I have slowly weaned off, always knew that alcohol was bad for me. It is the ultimate depressant. So anybody who deals with mental health issues, one of the first things that they should be well aware of, and we all are, but it's just something we can't give up, right? We always make an excuse. Again, it doesn't matter the severity of, of maybe a, a drinking and or drug problem. There's always some excuse. But the fact is, you cannot have toxins in your body. If you're already in balance, you can never have toxins in your body. So one of the, the main ones, the one that, that we, uh, you know, we consume is alcohol. So eliminating that over the years has been another major improvement in my life, just by leaps and bounds. Because a lot of people don't realize, even if you, you drank a little bit, it's just that subtle, that subtle amount can offset you. And so over the years, I weaned it down. You all of a sudden, it's just once a month. Then my excuse was, you know, once every two months. And then I got to points where I was was able to not drink for eight months, nine months. It's just not good for me. I do not want toxins in my body. So I elect not to drink alcohol. I cannot say that I will never drink again. And I won't do that. For people like us, it stresses us out in a, in a, in a different way. But I can say I'm not drinking today. And I'm probably not going to drink tomorrow. Mm. Would you say the hardest thing about giving that up is more on a social level? 
no, I don't care about that. <laughs> what would you say is the most the most difficult part about giving up no, alcohol? Just making an excuse to live outside of your yourself. Mm, you your know, own it's, exactly. We all know what it is. We're saddened. We're depressed. We're down, and we don't want to feel like that for a few hours. You know, we make it worse. Mm. When you've come to terms with that, you are helping yourself so much. Do you, what about anything like athletic brew or anything like that? I don't like to, you know, again, discourage anybody. It's an odd crutch that we do. I totally get it. I just don't even like the taste of beer or alcohol anyway. So what's the point? But I also don't think people realize some of that stuff has traces of, of alcohol still. Um, yeah. I wouldn't even drink kombucha because of it, even though I don't really like it. But I just don't want even a trace. I just want my body to be as clean as possible so that I can, I can have as big of a peak as possible throughout the day. Mm, makes a lot of sense. Do you do anything else like ice bath or sauna or anything like that to feel your best self? I've been, uh, last full year, I've uh, implemented a sauna for 15 to 20 minutes, three or four days a week. I haven't told anybody this either, but I just invested. I have a sauna uh, delivered to my house in the next few days. Um, I, again, I, I don't, I'm not a big spender. I don't do so. I'll, I'll probably tell the story about it later. But I committed to adding that in for a year, which I used at my local gym. And I, I just made a commitment that if I'm going to do this and use it, I'm going to prove that I will. And I did over that year. So which is kind of I put away a couple bucks, you know, every month. And then um, I have one coming to the house, which I'm pretty pumped about. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's gonna make you uh, make you feel even even better. Yes, uh, and it, then as far as as far as cold baths, I'm a big believer in that. I'm a huge believer. I just haven't. I, I don't know if you know about those, but first off, trying to put one of those in, bring it, getting those in the house, super expensive. I, I don't still don't know why because you can just go get a a big rubber tub, uh, a garbage can, which I've done before. But I do take cold showers, so I bring down my uh, body temperature a few days a week. I think people really need to look into hot and cold and the benefits it, it has for your mind and body. It's something people need to be more aware of. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like, you know, you really have created a system and a process to wake up and live your perfect morning, perfect day in, in some ways. What would be your, your suggestion to help other people step in and live a, a better, happier, healthier day on a daily basis? I think you've got to you got to lean into exercise and nutrition. It's key. It's so important, and the benefits are are just countless. It's endless. The benefits, both physically and mentally. You know, I I'm so empathetic though. At the same time, when I say that, so, oh, it's easy for you. You've always done it. You really like you like exercising. Like there's the mornings I'm like ah, you know, not very many mornings. I really do enjoy it, but. I'm empathetic to those that haven't gotten on the journey or have a tough time doing it. It's about small steps. It's just habits, right? It's small, small habits that you have to put back to back. They don't need to be grand. You know, they don't need to be hour long workouts. They're, they could be 30 minutes walking around the block, right? And getting two nutritious meals in for the day, you know, like start small and you just stack those things over and over and over until all of a sudden you realize, wow, I feel good. And it's at that moment where you want to stack more of them. 
And once that happens, you're on your way to creating something that is really, really impactful. What that is, is a lifestyle. It's literally learning how to bring that health and wellness lifestyle into your home. Ah, man, it's just the way to live. I think that's a great bit of gold. You uh, beat me to my own question around, uh, you know, how people can start if they hate working out or if they're working out or feeling good isn't, you know, feeling their best self and breaking that sweat first thing in the morning isn't a part of their daily routine. But I would completely agree, you know, just start and it's just the small things add up over time. Agreed. Habits. Remember, I always say this to people: you can have good habits or bad habits. You know which ones are which, right? You want to stack the good ones, and all of a sudden make those the lifestyle. A hundred percent. Well, appreciate your time today. I feel like you gave so many bits of gold around, you know, getting mentally fit to ultimately live a happier, healthier life. Where can people connect with you, follow you, and go by and try I One Organics if they if they're not already eating it? iwantorganics.com or Amazon or Thrive for digital. And then we're in retail across the country, Vitamin Shop, Kroger, West Coast regions of Whole Foods, Sprouts. Our store finder is on our website at iwantorganics.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Let's connect. I hope uh, things that I put out are uh, helpful to you. Awesome. Well, appreciate the time today. Appreciate it. All the links for this episode can be found in the show notes. I loved Mark's story. 17 years as a startup founder, serial entrepreneur, authentically shared his failures, authentically shared his wins, and just kept it real, sharing that, you know, they weren't all grand slams. And, you know, despite not always winning, he wakes up every day. It's a grind, and being an entrepreneur is extremely challenging. And to take it one step further, knowing how challenging it is as an entrepreneur and knowing just how challenging life can be, he has created a day, a morning to make sure that he feels his best self every single day. And for him, you know, that is sunlight, right? When he wakes up, that is water with electrolytes. That is movement. Uh, You know, he mentioned sauna use. He mentioned the power of the ice bath or a cold shower and no alcohol or limited alcohol, no phone for two hours when he wakes up. And if all that sounds amazing to you, I recommend trying it, going for it. Equally, I know he mentioned that, you know, making drastic change in your life overnight is extremely challenging and just unrealistic. But I think the one thing that we can all pull from his story is that without a doubt, putting yourself first will help you be able to show up and be your best self for those that you love, for your work, and ultimately for yourself. And you can actually start right now. I want you to go and grab a pen and paper and write down my dream morning to feeling my best self. And underneath that, jot down all the things to you that would be your dream morning to feeling your best self. Now, that could be no phone for an hour. That could be a morning stretch, a workout, fresh cup of coffee, an orange juice. There is absolutely no right answer. There's no wrong answer. But you should just write down everything that comes to mind. Once you've done that, you should try to choose a few that you can easily implement starting as early as tomorrow. Now, making change is hard. But just starting with a few is very realistic. So tomorrow I suggest waking up, choosing a few from your list, and I promise you tomorrow will be a better day. And because of that, you will feel better, you will be happier, you will be more energetic, and you will be able to be your best self. Finally, if you choose to implement some of these things in your life, shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm at Dan Lev Goldberg or at the Bits of Gold Podcast because I want to know what things you're doing to wake up feeling your best self. 
Finally, you can please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be greatly appreciated as their views help with growing the show. That's all for today. Thanks for living with purpose today and every day, and I'll see you next time. I love your podcast. This is gold. This is where it's at. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 